Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book The Universe in a Nutshell. The famous 19th century essayist Charles Lamb once wrote, Nothing puzzles me more than time and space, and yet nothing troubles me less, as I never think about them. Just like Lamb, at that time few people could be bothered about space and time. For many people, the only trouble they might have with space and time is that time goes too slow while at work but too fast while on holiday, or they don't have enough space in their house. Most people don't give a second thought to the nature of space and time. Some people say time is like a river in so much as it flows endlessly from the past to the future. For them, space and time are just a part of the world they live in, with stars and planets moving in the universe, and with the sun swinging across the sky, and various creatures thriving on the earth. Sir Isaac Newton provided the very first insight into space and time. He formulated a model in which space and time were independent of each other. In Newton's theory, time is like a line or rail extending infinitely toward the past and the future. He believed that space and time were where events happened, but they were never influenced by any outside events. Furthermore, Newton held that time was eternal, which means time has existed for an infinitely long period and will continue to be there forever and we human beings, along with other living things are just temporary visitors of the infinite and ever-extending time and space continuum. Based on such an absolute theory of space and time, Newton derived a set of laws that everything in the universe follows. The notion of absolute space and time forms one important foundation of classic Newtonian physics, which is the foundation of physics for several hundred years. As a result, when problems were found in Newton's absolute theory, the mansion of physics was at the very edge of crumbling down. So, what were those problems? Were there any new theories found to support this mansion? These are the ideas that the universe in a nutshell tries to reveal to us. The author of this book, Stephen Hawking, was one of the most famous physicists of our time. Hawking spent most of his life in a wheelchair, but his disability did not prevent him from accomplishing amazing scientific achievements. His contributions to the research of black holes and singularities are especially notable. Hawking began the universe in a nutshell with Einstein's revolutionary theory of relativity. Then he covered a wide range of revolutionary theories that were developed following Einstein, including supergravity, supersymmetric string theory, p-brains, and m-theory, to name but a few. These theories are designed to answer some important questions about space and time. For example, what are the shapes of time and the universe? Is time travel possible? Can we predict our future? Hawking's The Universe in a Nutshell became an instant classic in popular science. The title of this book is taken from Hamlet, a famous tragedy written by William Shakespeare. It comes from one of Hamlet's speeches, I could be bounded in a nutshell and count myself a king of infinite space. In fact, modern quantum cosmology inaugurated by Hawking writes that the universe began as an instanton, a pea-sized cocktail of space, time, matter and energy, which was just like Hamlet's nutshell. Yet, the quantum fluctuations of this nutshell encode all secrets about the structure of the universe. So, it is indeed the universe in a nutshell. 
This bookie focuses on the key topics of the universe in a nutshell. We will talk about how Einstein's theory of relativity revolutionized our understanding of space and time and we will also cover Hawking's research on space, time, and the universe built upon the work of Einstein. It will include three parts. The first part covers Einstein's theory of relativity, and how it turns traditional notions of space and time on its head. The second part talks about the pear-like shape of time. The third part focuses on the evolution of the universe. In this part, we will cover two topics. First, why did the discovery of constant light speed upend the theory of absolute space and time? Second, how did general relativity change our understanding of space on its head? Let's start with the first one. We all know that the speed of light is unimaginably fast. If you switch on a lamp in the evening, the light will fill your room almost immediately. Scientists have known the speed of light for centuries, which they ascertained by observing stars in the universe. They found that light travels at a finite speed of approximately 300,000 km per second. Let's look at this through the lens of classical Newtonian mechanics, according to which speed must be concerning a specific reference frame. For example, let's say you are on an airplane flying at 750 km per hour, and you hold a cup of coffee and walk along the aisle towards the front row at 3 km per hour. Then, from the point of view of the passengers and crew, your speed is 3 km per hour. But for someone standing on Earth, your speed would be 753 km per hour, which is the speed of the flight plus your walking pace. In other words, your speed on an airplane depends on the reference frame. So, when it comes to the speed of light, what would be the reference frame? Scientists once imagined that the universe was filled with a medium called the ether, and they thought light waves traveled through this matter. In this case, the ether should be the reference frame for the speed of light. The way light waves traveling through this ether is just like the way sound waves traveling through the air, and how the speed of sound is determined by the air is like how the speed of light is determined by the ether. If the existence of ether were true, we would expect to observe different light speeds as we measure light waves coming from different directions. The light would appear slower if traveling in the same direction as ether, and it would look faster if the light particles we are measuring are traveling against the direction of ether. It was just like the speed of a train, which would appear slower for observers going along with it and faster for those leaving it. Surprisingly, later experiments contradicted the ether theory. Carefully designed measurements found that the speed of light did not change, regardless of the relationship between the direction light travels and the presumed moving direction of ether. In other words, scientists could not find the effect that the ether should have as the reference frame of light speed. The solution to this problem was probably the first achievement Albert Einstein left in his legendary life. When Einstein was an officer at the Swiss Patent Office in Bern, he pointed out in a research paper that the notion of ether was redundant. He proposed to simply abandon the ether theory since people could not find evidence to support its existence. Moreover, Einstein made a very bold assumption in his paper. He postulated that light was very different from other objects in the universe in that its speed is independent of reference frames and fixed for all observers. How did Einstein's idea of a constant speed of light influence our understanding of space and time? Let's still consider an airplane again. 
Let's say you beam light from the airplane's back end towards its front end. What would be the distance that the light traveled? For an observer on the flight, this distance equals the airplane's length. But for another observer on the ground, this distance should be the length of the airplane plus the distance that the airplane has traveled before the light reaches the front end. In other words, the light travels a longer distance for an observer on the ground. This brings us to a new problem. We know from Newton's theory that speed equals distance over time. If the speed of light is fixed, the ground observer who sees the light travel a longer distance must observe that the light has traveled for a longer time. This sounds a bit insane. Shouldn't both observers perceive the light reaching the front of the airplane at the same time? This issue is related to an important notion about time in Einstein's theory, namely, there does not exist a universal time that is the same for all clocks. Instead, individuals have a perception of time that is their very own, depending on their position and motion. This sounds counterintuitive, but lots of experimental observations have supported this phenomenon. For example, the clock in an airplane flying east goes a little bit slower than one traveling west. Einstein's theory is known as the special theory of relativity. His theory invalidated the previous belief in absolute time and led to several new understandings of space and time. Einstein's special relativity not only says the speed of light is fixed but also asserts that nothing known to science can travel faster than light. This is because Einstein's theory establishes the equivalence between mass and energy. As an object goes faster and faster, its increasing energy transfers to mass. As a result, the mass of an object approaching light speed will approach an infinite size. To accelerate it further requires an infinitely strong force, which is impossible. Einstein devoted intense research to finding an explanation for this conundrum. His research led to his theory of general relativity. General relativity considers a four-dimensional world called spacetime, where time is added as the fourth dimension in addition to the three dimensions of our world. This means spacetime is not always flat. Mass and energy can bend spacetime, just like an apple placed on plastic food wrap makes it curve. Based on the definition of spacetime, Einstein proposed that gravity is not a force but the result of curved spacetime. Specifically, the immense mass of stars, like our Sun, curves spacetime around it. When planets go through this curved spacetime, their trajectory is unavoidably curved, although they try to follow a straight path. It's like an ant moving across the surface of a globe. The ant's trajectories will be curved wherever it goes. For us, the curved trajectory of planets is shown as their elliptical orbit around their sun. That's to say, gravity is essentially caused by curved spacetime. Einstein's theory was proven in 1919. That year, scientists observed how the light of a star was bent by the mass of the sun during an ellipse. The data they recorded perfectly matched the prediction of Einstein's theory. Now we have seen how Einstein's theory of relativity transformed space and time from a passive background in which events take place to active participants in the dynamics of the universe. Special relativity overthrew the old theory of absolute space and time with the assumption of constant light speed. And general relativity revolutionized people's understanding of space and time by its formulation of curved spacetime. Hawking once joked that Einstein made cosmology sound like geometry, 
but Hawking himself continued to develop Einstein's geometry. He drew a few more lines on Einstein's picture and formulated the shape of time. For more details, let's move on to the next part of this bookie. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play, get your free mind snack now.